Awesome. Well, good morning, everybody. It's, uh, it's such a joy to be able to um, come into your homes this morning and, and, and share the morning with you. I uh, really hope you guys are doing well and you're enjoying the, uh, the weather. We're having some very, very good weather at the moment. And as Lisa said, we had a great, great night on Wednesday. It was so good seeing people in the flesh. And there were some people there that don't live that far from me, and I hadn't seen them for like three months, three or four months. So it was so good just seeing people in the flesh for a change and not just having a virtual world relationship. Um, so yeah, hope you guys are doing really well. And as, as Pastor Mark said, let's keep, keep in touch with, with what God is doing. Uh, don't, let's not switch off. I know people are obviously going on holidays at different points, but uh, you know, let's keep the fire aflame in our hearts for what God is doing and what God is about. Good. Well, we have had some great weather, haven't we? It's been really awesome. And uh, apparently, this kind of heat wave is also going to be going into next week. And I don't know if you're aware of this, but about halfway through the week, I think about Wednesday, we're going to have still like the really high temperature of like about 33 degrees, but also at the same time, thunderstorms and a lot of rain. Uh, so that's an interesting combination, I guess. I suppose that's a little bit like walking into an all-you-eat, all-you-can-eat restaurant whilst being on a diet, right? It's like, we've got the nice weather, it's boiling hot, but let's hope it doesn't rain too much, okay? Good, right, well, it's my privilege to, uh, to be able to preach this morning, guys, to you, to share a message with you, and uh, I actually feel God's put something on my heart this morning, particularly for us, for you who, who's listening right now to this message. And uh, the title of my message this morning is an interesting one. It's simply called this, Having breakfast with Jesus. That's the title of my message. Having breakfast with Jesus. And uh, what happened was that, well, many of you actually have heard this more than a few times, that Karen and I recently have discovered Portsmouth. You, many of you have heard that, right? So, like, Portsmouth is the big thing at the moment for Karen and I. We've been living in Surrey for three years and completely missed Portsmouth. We didn't even know it existed. Well, we knew it existed, but we didn't know it was so close. It was like one hour away, straight down the A3. Traffic's normally brilliant, and uh, we love it down there. In fact, we went, we went there again on Friday. We're there almost every week. And last week, we actually went there for a few days on holiday. And we went over to the Isle of Wight, and it was, you know, it was an amazing, amazing couple of days. We had the, it was half-decent weather, pretty good, but we enjoyed it anyway. And, and really what happened one morning was that we just had breakfast, and I needed to nip upstairs to the, to the hotel room to get something. And uh, as I got into this lift to go up the stairs, you know, sometimes like in these lifts, they got mirrors around, around the walls. Well, what happened was that I started to look into, like, into the mirror. And then all of a sudden, I kind of like caught my own eyes sort of thing, you know. And I started looking right into my eyes. And... Um, Funny, actually funny story, thinking about it. Like many, many years ago, uh, I, I had one of these mirrors, and many of you are going to laugh at this, I know, but I had one of these mirrors that basically what you can do is that you look in front of them, and you can press the button on top, and the mirror speaks to you, and the mirror actually tells you how amazing you are, how awesome you are. So I used to, I used to use this mirror sometimes. I needed a lot of encouragement back in those days. So I was combing my hair, you know, and I'd press this button on this mirror, and this mirror would tell me how amazing I was, how awesome I was. And I'd be kind of lapping it up, partly a joke, right? You know, but I used to do that. I used to do that as a bit of a joke. I had this mirror in my, in my house. Now, I don't know if you're aware of this, 
but Ikea have created a mirror that's called the motivational mirror. I don't know if you guys have heard about this. And uh, like their slogan is simply this. Now everyone is the fairest in the land. And just for a few pound, you can actually go to Ikea and you can buy one of these mirrors. And, uh, you know, Ikea on their kind of like, you know, advertisement, they'll kind of ask these questions. Hey, are you feeling a little down? Don't worry. Ikea's new piece of furniture thinks you're amazing. So like for about three or four pound, you can buy a mirror that's really going to change your life. Apparently it's going to bless you and uh, you can just get this thing quite easily. Apparently it's all based on scientific evidence. They say that 49% of Brits receive no compliments in an average week. Maybe that's you. 43.6 million people in the UK are self-critical of their appearance. And 33% of the nation feel they look their worst before 9 o'clock on a Monday morning. How many of us identify with that one? Anyway, if you need some encouragement, guys, you can actually, just for a few pounds, go to Ikea and buy uh, this mirror that is going to absolutely transform your life. So it's going to really bless you and edify you. It's called the motivational mirror. Now back to the lift. I was standing in this lift And as I was looking at myself in the mirror, I kind of, like I said, I caught my own eye. I started looking in deep into my eyes. And, uh, you know, it's a little bit like what Jesus talked about, how the eyes are like the doorway to our soul. So I guess if if you look into your eyes long enough, it's almost like you're looking into yourself. It's like you start looking into your own soul. And you know what I realized? I kind of realized that I felt comfortable with it. It's like I was looking at myself, looking in, deep, into my, deep into my soul, and I actually felt quite comfortable with it. Now, I do remember a time when I wouldn't have felt comfortable with that because I would have maybe carried some shame or some guilt in my life, and I wouldn't have completely felt comfortable looking, at, looking into my own eyes in a mirror because of, like, I'm looking into myself, and that, that would have made me feel uncomfortable. And then all of a sudden, just as I was looking into this mirror, it was just one of those moments where I heard the Holy Spirit speak to me. And the Holy Spirit said something to me, and I'm going to share that in a moment. And he he specifically told me that I needed to preach this. The next opportunity I get to preach, that I need to preach this message for us. And so this is what I'm going to preach about this morning. And I heard the Holy Spirit saying to me, Neil, there's a lot of people that don't feel comfortable looking into God's eyes. They don't feel comfortable with it. Or they don't feel comfortable looking into their own eyes. And it's like we we sometimes carry this sense of shame or this sense of guilt, whatever it may be, and we, we find it difficult, whether that may be looking into our own eyes in a mirror or just spending time with God and feeling completely comfortable and looking into the eyes of Jesus. We sometimes feel uncomfortable with that. And then all of a sudden, in that moment, the Holy Spirit gave me a phrase, which is basically comes from a verse in the New Testament. And I I just take a part of the verse. It's found in Ephesians 3, verse 17. And it simply says this. This is what I hear the Holy Spirit saying to me. That Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. Now, I'm not a Greek scholar, okay? Um, 
you know, I know, I know a little bit about the Bible, and you know, I can understand some of the, like, the, you know, the nuances of the Greek and what, what, the, what the message is trying to say to me, but I'm not a Greek scholar. But apparently, what Paul is actually saying here is that when he says that I pray that Christ or Jesus will dwell in your hearts through faith, what he's saying is, is that he says, I, he's saying this, I pray that Jesus would settle down in you, which is an interesting thought, right? Like Paul is saying that I pray that Jesus will actually settle down in your hearts. And, I, and really what Paul is saying is that when, we're not, when we are not at rest, when we're not at rest with ourselves or we're not at rest with God, and we feel agitated, Paul is actually saying in that verse there that as we feel agitated, it's like Jesus feels agitated. That's, that's the picture. It's like Jesus is kind of like, you know, he's, he's, he's bouncing around in there somewhere kind of thing, you know, in our, in our spirit man. And he's like, it, it, he's not at rest. And Paul is saying, I pray that, that Jesus would settle down in your heart. And, and, and it's really a sobering thought when you think about it, that when, we're not, when we are not at rest, when we don't understand how much God loves us, and, and we don't really know what he thinks about us, and we feel unsettled, Jesus starts to feel that agitation, which, which in many ways is a blessing, really, because what Jesus tries to do then is bring us to a place where we, where we will rest, because, of course, Jesus wants to rest in our hearts. The, the Amplified Version of the Bible, the, the Amplified Classic Version of the Bible, says this, May Christ, through your faith, actually dwell, settle down, abide, and make his permanent home in your hearts. I came across a good quote the other day. Um, the, the author was unknown, but it's, I find it an interesting quote. This person said this, The heart is an unsettled home. How many of us can identify with that? The heart is an unsettled home. I don't know about you this morning, but maybe you feel like, like this is for you. You know, you feel like, man, this message is for me. Maybe you don't feel at rest inside. Maybe you feel worried, anxious, whatever it may be, but you, you're not at rest. And, and I, I guess I would like to ask us a few questions this morning just to think about. By the way, you'll notice that this message this morning, it doesn't have like a, it's not a three-point sermon or anything. I just really felt that I just wanted to minister and speak around this particular topic about being at rest in God's presence. So a few questions that we might want to ask ourselves today is, if you were to have breakfast with Jesus, if Jesus invited you for breakfast, and you were sitting down with him, and you were having breakfast with Jesus, a good question to ask ourselves, or a few questions is, what do you think he would want to talk to you about? Do you think that he would want to look into your eyes and, and find fault with you? Do you think that he would want to look into your eyes and criticize you? Do you think that he would want to look into your eyes and pull you up on all the shortcomings that you may have? Or we could ask ourselves these questions. How, how do we feel about looking into God's eyes? How does that make us feel? How does it make us feel when we look into our own eyes? Do you know that God loves you? Do you know that? Do you really know that in your heart, where you're settled once and for all in your heart, that you know that God absolutely adores you? And you know, the thing about this is that I really believe that God is speaking to people this morning. The other day, actually, I had the privilege of recording a message for, for, for Equipers Essex. 
And I can, I was tempted to preach that message here this morning, actually. Uh, but God had like, already told me, no, Neil, you need to preach this one this morning. You need to preach this one. So I really believe that God is speaking to people this morning. Now, what's the solution for this? How, where does, how do we get to this place of, of being, being at rest with God, being at rest in the presence of Jesus? So he starts to take away our worries and our anxieties, and he starts to put us in a place of rest. I want to talk to you a little bit about somebody, somebody I've referred to before. Some of you have heard me mention this particular guy before, but many of you wouldn't have heard me talking about him. So I want to talk about this particular guy again and some of the things that he discovered in his personal Christian life. It's a guy by the name of Brother Lawrence. Now, it's like, this guy is like from the 1600s, okay? He was, he was a monk that lived in France. And uh, what's really interesting about him was that, was that he'd obviously done something in his life that, um, you know, that made him feel guilty. And what he decided to do was he wanted to join a monastery and become a monk. And, and really, that was his way of punishing himself because he was, you know, ashamed and felt guilty about what he had done. And he wanted to live this kind of ascetic kind of lifestyle of, of separation from any, you know, the world and, and any form of pleasure at all or anything like that. And he kind of just shut himself off and became a monk. And he actually says that, that God disappointed him, which is really funny to think about because he was expecting to encounter a God who was going to like, you know, keep reminding him of the things that he had done wrong in his life. And he said that God disappointed him. And, and the way that God disappointed with him was that he didn't meet a God of, of anger. He didn't meet a God of wrath. He met a God of absolute love and a God that filled his life with so much joy and peace. It completely transformed his life. Now, I just find that amazing. I find it amazing that there's this guy. He, he thinks that God is disappointed. He thinks that God is angry, but he discovers a different kind of God. And I would say, of course, that he discovers the God that is found in the Bible, the, the, the God that the Bible talks about, a God of love, a God that wants to give us peace, a God that wants to give us joy in our lives. He wants to be involved in our lives. And, and this guy, Brother Lawrence, he's, he's well known for a book that was kind of written after his death that's called Practicing the Presence of God. And I want to talk to you a little bit about what he means by that, because I believe that he found a key. In fact, he says that he had found a secret. Whilst he was in this monastery, he found a secret to the Christian life, and he said, I have ne there is no better way of living life than to do this. And I, it's really simple, but I want to share it with us this morning and remind us how powerful this is. He calls it practicing the presence of God. And when he says practice in the presence of God, what he means is, is really that we acknowledge, like we really acknowledge that God is with us. And you kind of meditate on that thought. And what he said was that as you meditate on that thought, that God is with us, God becomes more and more real to you. The God of the Bible, the God of love, peace, and joy. In fact, this is one of his quotes from his, from his, from his book, which is, which is an amazing quote. So Brother Lawrence says this, we should establish ourselves in a sense of God's presence by continually conversing with him or talking with him and that we ought to put our whole trust in God and make a total surrender of ourselves to him, secure that he would not deceive us. And listen to this. This is awesome. 
and that we should feed and nourish our souls with high notions of God, which would give us great joy. We need only to recognize God intimately present with us and to address ourselves to him every moment. Now, that is awesome. I love that. Really, all that is saying is that what is, is the importance of spending time in the presence of God, talking to him about everything that you're going through, and, 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 and embracing his love into your life. And I know it sounds really simple, but I actually believe that this, you know, that it's, it's not always easy to do. Number one, like I said, is because we sometimes feel shame and guilt in our lives, and we find it difficult to spend time in God's presence. But also, in addition to that, we are living in a very, very busy world. And sometimes you have to fight to get time, special time, personal time with Jesus. And I would say the enemy, the enemy of our souls, or the Bible calls the devil, will also fight you on it and try and keep you away from spending time in God's presence. Because as Karen said earlier, in Psalm 16, David says, in the presence of the Lord, there is fullness of joy. So we have to be intentional. We have to fight for it. But I can guarantee you, friends, and this makes my heart leap, I want to tell you that if you can just get in there, if you can just get into the presence, if you can talk to God about everything that you're going through, all of a sudden, you will find the, the presence of the Lord trickling, trickling into your life, the peace of God, the joy of God. Now, in the beginning, I reckon you've kind of, kind of fight for it a bit because your mind will wander, you'll be thinking about other things, but just stay there, stay there, fight for that place. Like Jesus said, you know, when you pray, Go into, the, into your prayer room, into your prayer closet. Close the door. Spend quality time with God. And then what will happen is that you'll start to be filled with a sense of peace and joy. And I want to encourage you to look deep into the eyes of God. Look deep into his eyes. Talk to him about everything that you're going through. Acknowledge his presence. Now, what happened for this guy, Brother Lawrence, is that he did that, but then out of that place, what happened was that he took that presence with him, and he took it with him into every area of his life. And he actually says that in the end, there was no difference for him whether he was working or preaching or ministering or whatever. Whatever he was doing, whether, it, whether he was spending time with friends, whether he was spending time praying, whatever he was doing... He said that he felt a joy in his life. Now catch this. This is amazing. He said he felt a joy in his life that stayed the same for 40 years. Because he had learned to acknowledge the presence of God in his life. And he had learned to look deep into the eyes of God. He had learned to look right there and receive the forgiveness of God and the love of God. Now I find that absolutely amazing. I know it sounds simple. But it's absolutely true. In fact, I remember hearing of, um, of, of Billy Graham preaching a message once. And he was preaching a very powerful message on the cross and the gospel. And in the, in, right, right in the middle of his message, he paused and he bowed his head and he started to cry. And he said, Lord, forgive me for making this sound so simple. Because Jesus had paid a great cost for our salvation. But in many ways, it's simple. It's simple. It's just that we have to fight for it. And so I want to ask you again, guys. I want to ask us again. Do you feel comfortable looking into the eyes of God? 
If you don't, I want to encourage you, like Paul says, by faith, we do it by faith, that we come to that place and we look into the eyes of God and we acknowledge his presence and we let him love us. You know, some of my thoughts around this really is I love one of, this, I love one of these verses in, in Jude, um, where Jude where Jude says, keep yourselves in the love of God. Keep yourselves in the love of God. Now, what does that mean? What does it mean to keep yourself in the love of God? Well, I think it means this. Don't question it. Don't doubt it. Just enjoy it. Don't second guess it. By faith, embrace it. And I can tell you, friends, man, even when I'm talking about this right now, I can just sense the presence of the Holy Spirit saying, yes, yes, tell my people that. Don't doubt his love. Don't second guess it. Don't question it. Just embrace it. Enjoy it. Revel in it. By faith, God will absolutely love it, and he will pour out his peace in your life as you do that. But I really do believe, you know, that we've, we've often got a problem with guilt. We've often got a problem with guilt and shame, and it stops us coming in into the presence of God. And whilst we were on lockdown, I found myself thinking a lot, actually, about this. And I kind of felt the Holy Spirit speaking to me about... Uh, about, about Adam, you know, Adam and Eve, the first, the first couple that were ever created, and we read about it in the beginning of the Bible. And you read, about, you read about Adam, and you read about him before the fall, before his broken relationship with God. And what do we see about Adam? He was in fellowship with God. He was relating to God. He was talking to God. He was enjoying God's presence. God was teaching him. God was, was leading him. God was having fellowship with him. And you kind of see a person just at complete rest, at complete peace. But then all of a sudden we've got this tragic story of, of, of Adam breaking that relationship with God. And what do we read about after the fall? Man, we read about a guy hiding. We read about somebody hiding in the trees. He doesn't, you know, he's hiding from God. He feels ashamed. He feels, he feels guilty. And all of a sudden now, what happens is that he starts to paint the face of God with his own shame and guilt. And he thinks that God is, wants to get on his case. He thinks that God is, is a judgmental God, that God wants to condemn him. But that's not the God we read about. God comes to, to speak to Adam. He wants to lead him. He wants to restore the relationship. He wants to bless him. And, and I actually really believe that, you know, that what happened to Adam, in a sense, unfortunately, has gotten into us. It's, it's kind of gotten into our subconscious. You know, it's, it's like we need to be rinsed. It's like we need to be rinsed of guilt. It's like we need to be rinsed of shame because we sometimes don't like ourselves. And we think that God feels that way about us. And I want to tell you, friends, it's not true. It's a lie. God is absolutely besotted with you. The other day when me and Karen were down in Portsmouth and we were sitting on the bench and we were just looking out and Karen spotted... Um, a mum and dad, like the way that they were treating their, their, little, their little baby. And Karen nudged me and said, wow, look, look at the way that those parents are besotted with our child. It's like they can't take their eyes off that child. And we just started talking about, wow, if, 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 if they feel like that about their child, how does God feel about you and me? Man, God is absolutely besotted with you. David said in Psalm 139, if I was to count the number of thoughts that you have for me, they would outnumber the grains of sand in the world. God thinks about you all the time. He loves you. 
He loves us. He wants us to come into his presence and look right deep into his eyes. But I believe that we need to be rinsed. We need a rinsing of guilt. We need to be rinsed of shame. Because it's something in us. And we don't feel comfortable having breakfast with Jesus. We think he's going to pull us up. We think he's going to criticize us. But it's an absolute lie. God wants to love you. He wants to bless you. He He wants to have a relationship with you. And he wants to change your life and change the way you see yourself. Change the way that you see God. He wants to deliver you and bless your life in amazing ways. I believe that that this is one of the reasons why when you read through the Bible, particularly the New Testament, and particularly in Paul's letters actually, when you read over and over again about the grace of God. If you ever doubt how much grace God has got, Paul will tell us when he writes to Timothy, he says, God saved me to show that if God can give grace to me, he can give grace to anyone. Paul was a persecutor of the church. Man, he'd been involved in a lot of bad stuff. And and God loved him and changed his life. And Paul said, if God can do it for me, he can do it for anyone. And I tell you, you read the New Testament and it's full of grace. It's full of grace. And the reason why it's so full of grace is because it's like we need to keep being reminded of it. And I want to remind you of it this morning. I believe God wants to remind you of it this morning. A verse that came to my mind the other day when I was thinking about this was 1 Peter 5, 7, where Peter says, cast all your cares upon the Lord, for he cares about you. And that word cast there, actually what Peter's got in mind, because if you know anything about Peter, he was a fisherman. And what do fishermen do? They cast out. But you know, when they cast out their nets or cast out their line, they do it with thrust. They do it with force. And what Peter's saying is that when you cast your cares upon the Lord, do it with thrust. Do it with force. Throw it out. Throw it out onto God. Man, we really need this, guys. We really need to be reminded of this. I actually believe that we're kind of full of words. Our life, inside us, we've got a lot of internal words going on. A lot of words. And in many ways, when you think about it, our lives are built on words. What goes on in your head? What goes on inside you? Our lives are built on words. And there's a lot of internal stuff going on. And sometimes we write our own script. And it's not the script that God has for us. And I want to encourage you guys. I want to encourage each and every single one of us. Get those words out of you. Get those words out of you. Bring them into the presence of God. I believe that the enemy will try to fight you on it, but you need to resist him and get into the presence of God. And you need to acknowledge his presence. You need to keep yourself in the love of God. Love him. Let him love you back. Relish it. Don't doubt it. Don't question it. Don't second guess it. Enjoy it. Relish it. That's faith. And then all of a sudden you'll find yourself being at peace with your creator, with your heavenly father. We need to get the words out of us that are in us and let his word come in. But the only place that you can do that is in the presence of God. Man, I just really feel that God is ministering to people this morning. You know, if if you've had worry, if you've had anxiety, if you've had a bad self-image, if you've doubted yourself, if you've, man, dare I say it, if if you even hate yourself, I want to tell you this morning, I want to tell you, and I pray that these words land in your life. God is besotted with you. 
God does not think of you that way. That is not who you are. God absolutely adores you. He loves you. He just wants you to come into his presence. He knows that we've got mistakes. He knows that we've got problems. God is not looking for perfection. He's just looking for sincerity. And we come into God's presence, warts and all as they say. And we do what Brother Lawrence did. We practice the presence. We look deep into his eyes. We have breakfast with Jesus in a relaxed way and we enjoy his presence and we let him fill our life with his words. Guys, I really pray and hope that this is ministered to you this morning. Man, I really felt that God wanted to speak to people today. I want to encourage you by, by this just as we come to a close. Because it's, it's almost like you need to keep saying something sometimes, you know, before we, before we kind of get it. Spend time in the presence of God. And even when you're going about your daily business, take God with you. Practice His presence. Receive His love. Uh, get those words out of you. Look deep into His eyes and share everything with Him. Speak. Speak. Talk to Him. Talk to Him about everything that's going on. Talk to Him. And you will soon find that He'll start talking back and he will start to fill your life with different kinds of words. Hey, we don't need a mirror from Ikea, right? A motivational mirror. I used to need that. <laughs> I need God now. I need God now. That's who's going to change your life in the end. Good. Well, come on. Let's pray together, guys. Let's pray. I've got two things on my mind that I want to pray for this morning. Firstly, I want to pray into this whole area of, of being at rest with Jesus, being at rest with yourself, knowing what God thinks about you. If you need peace this morning, if you need joy, if you need anxiety rinsed out of you today, if you need shame and guilt rinsed out of you today, this prayer is for you. And then we'll go on to a second prayer then. But if that's for you this morning, I really want to encourage you. Lift your hands to God. Receive Him. Afresh into your lives today. Father, I pray in Jesus' name. Well, I do thank you first for your amazing presence and in many ways I feel like Billy Graham who said forgive me for making it sound so simple I know that you paid a great price to spend time with us you love us you're besotted with us you adore us and you long to spend time and wash us you want to rinse us and wash us of all the negativity that sometimes gets into our lives Lord I pray that you would continue to purify us even in what sometimes is called the subconscious. God, get right in there. Get right in there and bring your grace. Bring your grace and your rest and your peace in Jesus' name. For all those right now that are receiving and that have said, that's me, that's me, Lord, I pray, I agree with them right now that their homes and their lives are going to be filled with the peace of God that passes understanding in Jesus' name. And help each and every single one of us, Lord, to see you in your proper light, to see you for who you really are. You're not a judgmental God. You're not quick to judge. You've said that to Moses back, back in the Old Testament. You're slow to anger. You're abounding in love and mercy and grace and truth. So, Lord, that's what we want. That's the sort of God we want in our lives. And thank you for it, Lord, in Jesus' name. And everybody that received that prayer said, Amen. The second prayer I'd really like to pray for, guys, is that, you know, may, maybe you've never actually come to know the God that I've been talking about this morning. 
and you'd really love to connect with him. He's inviting you. He's inviting you into a personal relationship with him. He wants to transform your life. He wants to bring you into a place of being, for you to be the person he's created you to be. He wants to bring peace into your life. He wants to rinse your life and set you up well to face life with his presence behind you and with you. And I pray that you would receive that this morning. If you've never come into a relationship with God, he's, remi he's reminding you this morning he wants to have an amazing relationship with you. So if that's you today, I would love to pray for you. If you wouldn't want to connect with God this morning for the first time, or maybe you feel like you've wandered from God and you're coming back, man, this is your morning. This is your moment right now. So I want to encourage you, if you'd be willing to open up your hands once again like you're receiving a gift. And I'll pray for you. It'd be such a joy to pray for you. Well, Father, thank you for every single one that's, that's lifting their hand right now and receiving your presence and this gift of eternal life. The gift of a best friend. Jesus, our best friend. God, I pray in Jesus' name that their lives would be transformed, that their lives from this moment would go in a different direction and that you would bless their lives in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer this morning, guys, and you connected with Jesus for the first time, you've received him into your life. We're celebrating with you and uh, we'd love to keep in touch with you. So check out this video and uh, on what you can do next. God bless you. If you said yes to Jesus today, we are celebrating with you. We would love to pray with you and send you a Bible and some resources to get you started on your faith journey. Please go to equippers.co.uk forward slash I said yes or follow the link in the chat box so we can get in touch.